Hey everybody! Welcome! That's enough! Welcome to the Valley Cast. Um it's been a bit since I've been on, maybe two episodes or something. Two episodes, and Elliot's out today. We've uh, we've had a, a bunch of uh, disjointed massagings of the brains. People getting some mental health breaks. People going out and just having a little bit of a reset. And Steve, oh. you had a little bit of a reset. Yeah, I need. To, I want to talk about that for a very short bit because there's yeah. a lot of things we want to talk about, uh, like Fall Guys and Bill and Ted oh. Three. And, Ooh, so uh, much good stuff. Um, so dude, so spirit fairer and all sorts. Of, I got a bunch of stuff we should talk about, but um, yeah. So let me say like, this before that, you guys, you're listening to the Valley Cast from the Valley Folk. Go to Patreon.com/slash the Valley Folk if you want to get on some fun exclusives. Support this train, get this podcast early. Um, uh, a lot of other fun things. Go do that. You help make this happen. Uh, it's me. It's Steve Zaragoza. It's Elliot Morgan. We got Kevin Plackey. On the ones and twos. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and, On that uh, post game. Yeah. We're just <laughs> dropping basketball references. Um, but yeah, you know, we're trying to make it work during the time of the Rona. And we're doing our best. And we thank you guys for supporting us and coming along with us. Uh, we're utilizing our Discord more. Uh, we can get access to that via the Patreon as well. So um, yeah, if you're interested... Uh, please check it out, and if you've already been there for a while, we thank thee mightily, and now, back to Steve. Yeah, thank you guys. I echo that sentiment, and thank you to our diehards that are here every week and are watching all of our content and following us on the socials, and you guys are rock stars. You you keep us going, and uh, it's really an interesting time to be alive, and the fact that... Um, you guys can help support us, and we're making stuff, and we're doing the best we can, and we're also taking care of ourselves. This is like a, it's a it's a difficult time. Everybody's dealing with their own degrees of stress and and uh, otherworldly type things and mental health and um, all that stuff. But I but I really quickly just wanted to say that um, for those of you that have been like quarantined since this thing started and you've been staying home and uh, you're working from home and you're able to work from home and you're able to um, be as safe as you can possibly be. Truly, truly quarantined. <laughs> truly quarantined like Alana and I have. Um, it was starting to just really weigh on us, on both of us. And Alana's this like fucking travel fiend she just travels all over the world and she's like never not flying like figuring out where she's going next in the world and right now she's just like stuck in this fucking toy (laughs) this toy kingdom (laughs) it's like this this, you you live inside the garbage lady from the labyrinth like that is yeah yeah basically (laughs) except it's not really garbage from certain perspective it's more like you're in like a weird cave of wonders of just like weird toys and oddities and and butt pillows like this exactly (laughs) dude uh, yeah yeah that's the point of the garbage lady from the labyrinth is that none of that is garbage it's just all of your memories and hopes and dreams it's all things you want concentrated place (laughs) (laughs) right so um but anyway we've just been going nuts in our own ways here and uh we decided to be unsafe even though it's not like super unsafe there's still safe ways to travel and uh 
there's safe ways to get out of your homes where you've been quarantining and wearing a mask and social distancing and wiping things down and just, you know, being vigilant about things like that, being smart. You can quarantine on the move, baby. And I you think that's what you learned. You can quarantine on the move. But, you know, my whole thing was is like, and I, I was in a very dark place for a while trying to handle like all these weird stresses and anxieties and things. And um, I was just, my whole argument was like, I mean, it's just safer to stay home. Like, no matter what, it's safer to stay home. And um, your safety, the danger increases ever so slightly with any time you leave your house, you know? And um, even staying in an Airbnb somewhere uh, or camping somewhere is still increasing your chances of spreading or getting this fucking garbage thing that's ruining our world but um, and our people. But um, but there are ways to do it safely, and you can't just. I was basically dying in here and uh, in this fucking cave, and uh, I needed to get out, and I did, and I feel really good, and it felt great, and it felt wonderful to just change the scenery, and you can do that to any degree, whether you want to go somewhere for a month if you can make it happen, or whether you want to go somewhere for a day and just like drive somewhere that your brain's saying that's the direction I want to go. And then just connect with nature, drive somewhere where you can just like see mountains or trees or beach or land, whatever. You, just change your scenery for a few hours if just you can. Just get away from your box just, for just a yes. little bit. Yeah, you don't I can't have to, recommend it enough. You don't have to be within miles of a human. Just right. go drive with the windows down. I did that one night with the kids. And my son with his long flowing golden locks <laughs> just stuck his head out the... Stuck. That's a good word. Stuck his head out stuck the window. Us. He stuck his stuck his took us. And What's I'm telling you, did you get pooped on? Oh, good poop. Wait, what happened? Oh, you sneezing. Alana walked out in from the balcony, and her hands were like face like pooped. something like she got something on her, but she was just like sneezing. I guess you got allergies <laughs> out there. Oh, Some of those full body baby sneezes. Okay, go ahead. Blow your nose into the microphone so everyone knows what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, but no, I can't recommend it enough getting the fuck out of your comfort zone and leaving your, your cave for a little bit if you can. Um, it really safely, felt safely, safely. Safely, yep. yeah. It felt very good to, for Alana and I to do that, and uh, it really energized me and, and uh, is exactly what I needed. So I highly recommend getting away if you can for mm-hmm. as long as you can any any amount i'm sure will help uh, but, uh um, ast- yeah. asterisk uh, point footnote an <laughs> you, obelisk you will 100 percent inevitably on your journey whether if it's uh short or long and you are somebody that has been trying to quarantine or hoping the rest of the humans of the world are as well and know that they're not and you get triggered really easily when they're not you will see many of them on your journey and oh, it yeah. will you have to <laughs> you have to get your little anger spikes out immediately and yeah. let them go otherwise you're going to hang on to that heavy shit while you're trying to let shit go and it's it negates everything there's man there's been towns that I've driven through where we're like, there's no world where we're going to stop. There's no world where no. we're getting out of this car no. in any way, shape, or form. Just lines of lines of people at restaurants and like sitting unmasked together inches apart at bars. And I'm just like, eh, this, is, yeah. this ain't for us. Bye. Um, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of scary stuff out there and um, there's ways to, to prevent your uh, getting caught up in that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that, in that shit. But, well, but you know, talk- you can't, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just gonna say you can't, 
you can't stop people from living their lives the way they want to, uh, but you can certainly be safe and protect your loved ones and um, yeah, and others by at least wearing a mask when you're in public. You know, you're, we always we advocate that. And what Steve is talking about, I guess, what we're both talking about right now is, you know, we're all protecting ourselves and each other from the Rona as much as we can, uh, but we also got to protect the Rona of the brain. And yes, uh, it's infiltrated me a number of times during this this last seven months now, six months. And I knew I knew it was getting to you, Steve. And I was just like, you just got to go for a drive, man. Get out. I know. Get out, and get I just out. couldn't lock it down. I couldn't yeah. figure it out. And I get got too nervous. And but yeah, I just like fucking went, fuck it. Let's just settle on something and get the fuck out of here because I think I'm just going to die if I don't. <laughs> <laughs> And you sound so much better, so I'm happy that you had a good time and I'm happy that you reset. I feel so much better. And actually, in in regards to the whole mask thing, too, and and people not wearing masks and things like that, I was talking to Owen, who's also in a very dark place. I was like, dude, you might want to just drive somewhere. Wilson. (laughs) Owen Wilson. (laughs) Owen Wilson, yes. My friend Owen Wilson. Um, (laughs) But uh, we were talking about Bill Burr had this, like, he said something recently or before, and I'm going to paraphrase and ruin it, but... Essentially, he said that, um, look, there's a lot of arguments on both sides about wearing masks and not wearing masks and the coronavirus and all this shit. And it's like, I don't know, maybe we've talked about this here before, but I just think it's great. And I love to reiterate it. But he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, if if we're all wearing masks and it turns out that it it didn't help and it was wrong or like it's it's not preventing it or whatever, then the worst thing that happens is we all wore masks and we all <laughs> say like, I guess we shouldn't have been wearing masks or whatever. What well, Alana's pointing at something. What? What is it? She's pointing at the sky. What? Oh, I don't. This is this is a horror oh, movie now. This is a sci-fi horror out. movie. Oh, the aliens! Do you see it in the sky? What am I seeing? What is it? It's a heart. It's a heart. Hang on. Let's see. Can you see it? Oh. Oh no. 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 Man, that could have went such a different direction. Aw. There's like a heart. It looks like a. This more a little. That looks like a J. Aw. There's like an I. I heart or something. Looks like making a little crescent moon there. Maybe they're making Lucky Charms. They're making Lucky Charms in the sky. The Lucky Charms are finally arriving. They're coming for us. Uh, no, but he was basically saying, like, if we're wearing masks and shit, and uh, you can close this now, Alana, thank you. Thank you for that. Excuse me, how do you fucking write in three dimensions out of your airplane's butt? That's insane. I mean, that I... That can't I, be easy. No, it can't be. It's an, it's a skill and an art. <laughs> <Wow>. um, <laughs> Alana's not from this planet. She no, she's uh, new to us. She was, I found her in a... A cabbage patch in a Imagine having the techno the technologically advanced society that can bring you to another planet, but then being totally blown away by smoke drawing <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, it's great. But anyway, um but yeah, he was basically like, if we're wearing masks and shit and it doesn't end up being a helpful thing, then it's like, okay, well, we wore some masks and it was stupid and we did it anyway. We we're trying to be safe and that's that. That's the worst that could happen mm-hmm. if we're all wearing masks. And the worst that could happen for the people that aren't wearing masks is they die and we die. The whole hum- humanity just dies. Yeah. That's the worst that could happen by not wearing a mask. The worst that could happen wearing a mask is we look stupid wearing masks. Big deal. The worst that could happen if you don't wear a mask, you die and everybody else dies. It's like yeah. I don't think there's an easier way to like put that. I really don't. Yeah. And I 
And it, it it's really true. Um, Alana's really freaking out about this. <laughs> she's thing. going she's, nuts over she's there. She's making a story. About Sounds it, like a bird going like choking. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's move on from all this shit and let's uh, just get into ooh, what we want. Well, talk then about let me. I'll let's segue this up. easily for you. Okay, um, please. Well, you know, we're talking about keeping taking care of yourself and also taking care of your brain. And what we've found recently, and it's something that I've been avoiding, but Steve. In my whole life, I guess I haven't done this much, but Steve has been a little bit more of a pro. Is we've started recently gaming together as a collective <laughs> via yeah. our PlayStations, and and only because of the the deep wells of juice that are the Fall Guys. Like we've all just <laughs> fallen into this world together, and we are, we're having like play dates at night after I get the kids to bed, and. We're playing this dumb game meant for children as old men, and we love it, and it means too much, and it definitely affects us emotionally when we almost get a crown, and then we don't. It could but then ruin we, our night and oh, ruin but if our we day. Do get a crown? It just totally validates everything. But that's like that's the top layer, the underlying juicy layer, the one that's the meat that we're sinking our teeth into is that we're talking and we're joking and we're like having a friend group hang out as best as we can in the moment. And it, I feel like I didn't realize it the first week, but this, as we've went on, it has been gangbusters for my happiness and my mental health. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to it. And it, and it's like, we've been really having these fun nightly hangs and it's, you know, people come in and out and fall guys only lets you play with four people at a time right now. Um, so it's only four at a time. But so your fifth just... friend is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone's left out sometimes, but it's okay because you know we can't we can't play every night because. But they can all be in on the chat. That's the best but they part. can all be in on the chat. And by the way, place I gotta give a shout out to Sony and whatever technology they're using on the PlayStation Four for their party chat. Alien shit. It's just alien <laughs> shit. I don't get it. I mean, it, it, I'm sure it has something to do with it being console to console and the fact that it is a powerful PC, the PlayStation 4, um, meant specifically for these types of things and gaming and being able to communicate with your friends while you're gaming is a very important part of modern gaming. And um, But they've just perfected whatever the fuck it is for their party chat and it's literally like we're all in the same room hanging out and chatting and just shooting mm -hmm. the shit. And we've been streaming those lately because we've just been doing it every night. We might as well stream, you know? Um, but yeah, a group Joe, of funny, totally. funny boys. Funny boys. So funny. We're just laughing all night. And, we're and just, girls. Anna's been dropping in. Whitney's Anna been dropping in. And Sarah. Sarah yeah. Little. Yeah. Um, and oh, and uh, Candace joined us without Can a headset a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> tell them tell them your fix for that your, your, te your technical fix <laughs> i have a photo that candace sent me because candace was like searching desperately for a fucking microphone so she could chat with us she was playing fall guys with us but she wasn't able to talk to us and we were like look you could just plug an iphone headset into it like you could plug literally any headset into your controller and it'll work and she's like i can't find anything and then eventually a couple days later she's like I tried this to see if this would work. That's <laughs> like Steve is holding up a carry like a James Corden karaoke mic plugged into a PlayStation into controller. a PlayStation controller. She's like, "Oh I no, thought this might work." And it's like, <laughs> could you imagine though, like holding 
Like, how do you even, where do you put the mic to play? Like, you have to have someone hold it up to your mouth, like an interview. That's so but, funny. Um, but yeah, we've been having so much fun, and it's really been helpful in, um, you know, we're social people, man. We need to socialize, and that really helps. Uh, we were talking about the subconscious reasons for some of the success of that game. First of all, the non-subconscious reasons. It's it's fast-paced. It's quick. You can get through, like, a round in, like, five to 15 minutes. So if you're just like, I need to get something. I got I to gotta get a little gaming itch scratched. You can just knock it out really quick and then go on about the rest of your day. Or, like us, sometimes you'll jump in for hours. Um, so I think that's <laughs> part of the success. It's simple yet challenging. Like, I feel like anybody could win but you could win more if you get better right like like anything could happen and i think there's something to that it's almost like the lotto where you're it's like, like mario kart mario there's always a like chance that. yeah yeah like you could be playing against unlike like nba basketball where if you're playing against luka Doncic, you're not gonna win you're just not <laughs> there's no chance but but you could beat the video game version. <laughs> yeah. In Fall Guys, there's just this small chance, and it's challenging enough that it's always super rewarding. Even, like, moving on in one round is rewarding. Because right. people get eliminated. If you have no idea what this game is, it's essentially like, and if you don't know, I mean, I, it's probably pointless for me to explain it, but it's just this cartoony physics-based, like, you're this little bean with arms and legs. Like minions. And you, and, yeah, and you're running around through these obstacle courses, and you got to jump through doors, and you got to like climb up things, and you got to just all these obstacles that are in your way to getting to the finish line or like winning. Like MXC back in the day, right? And there's sixty people at once in one level, and and it goes down until it's one person, one winner mm-hmm. at the very end. So usually it's three rounds, but it could be up to four. I think we've even done sometimes like six, six rounds. Yeah, yeah. It, it gets crazy, and it's and some of them are are um cooperative you're on a team and some of them are are just like every man for himself and it's just like really fast paced and and before you know it you've played for hours and hours and all of the like sessions all start to blend together so you forget like how many you've played so far and if you're close to the end or you know some some courses are like a final round and that's how you know you're like in the last level basically but it's just so fun and we're having such a great time being it's like we're hanging out and um i highly recommend checking it out if you Um, have playstation and playstation plus it's free uh yes it is it was great okay so uh, other reasons why I think it's super successful on a deeper level. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so we're all we're all like spread out, and we're not like we were talking about it earlier. We're quarantining. We're not getting that human interaction anymore, and I think it's really fucking with all of us. It's taxing. Uh, and, yeah, and we're we're yearning for things that we think we understand that we're yearning for, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe sometimes we don't. And Fall Guys brings sixty humans together, even though it's in an avatar setting. You bring you're you're interacting in some shape or form with sixty other humans, and unlike some other games, uh, competing, and you're just bouncing off each other. It's almost like <laughs> these sixty things are like, like gravity is pulling them together. So maybe subconsciously we feel like we're all running and bumping into each other and and right. touching and loving and getting sweaty. And uh, <laughs> I I think deep down there is something to that where. Uh, the things that are representing you are so intimately re- interacting with the other things representing other people. Yeah, and also like um, 
to to more to that point, like uh, there was a game like like the first week it came out, and we were all playing, and um, I tweeted about this. Um, we were playing one of the competitive games where it's a mad dash to get all these balls in your court, essentially, in your in your basket, and everyone's running and grab shit, and it's just chaos, and it's really hard to win, and. Um, and me, me and this guy, this guy just came <laughs> over and grabbed me. You can grab people. It's like the only thing you can do to other people is, straight is, up is that you can hold them for like two seconds. Yeah. And then it like <laughs> pops them off and you kind of back off a little bit. But if you grab them back, you you kind of just hold each other and then you kind of just sit there holding each other until one of you lets go of the button or whatever. Let's go of each other. And me and this guy, we just connected or a girl, whoever it was, this player, we just connected and we were just holding each other for the whole round. And we didn't even like help our teams win. And I don't remember who won the round, but it didn't matter because in that moment it just it was like funny, but also it felt like a real like hug. <laughs> it felt like you really just went up to a stranger and just like you each kind of just like hugged each other. And to me, I feel like the fact that we can't do that, it's so interesting that the two games I'm playing right now almost religiously have some sort of hug element in it. Ah. The other game I'm playing is Spiritfarer, which is this like crazy independent game that has like the Studio Ghibli style animation mm, and like I love it already. It's just absolutely gorgeous. And you play this character named Stella, which is my mom's name, and I'm already connecting Stella! to it even more. It's just making me emotionally affected. And it's you're you're this girl named Stella and this little cat. I forgot the cat's name. Fuck. It's like Penelope or something. Anyway, Jonathan um, Van Catch and Scratch. That's it. Jonathan, <laughs> Jonathan that, uh, slash back and scratch, <laughs> but the slash is silent. Uh, but the the um, you play this girl who essentially takes over the role of like um a a spirit guide that that has to like guide these spirits from the afterlife to like the next plane of existence mm, or whatever it is. That sounds poignant and sad and also loving Dude. all at the same time. It, at first, I was like, this is the sweetest little, inno most innocent, heartwarming, beautiful game I've ever played. Um, and then you start to get to know the characters. And you're essentially on this big, giant boat. And you're just like, you're you're traveling from one point to another on a boat in like real time. And you can make your boat faster eventually. And you can add all these upgrades to your boat to break through walls and get to new le uh, sections of the map and things like that. But eventually... Um, before I get to this point, the the hugging aspect, once you like get people on your ship, which are essentially like spirits that you have to help pass on to the afterlife or to the next plane of existence or whatever, and they're all like spirit animals. So like the one's a lion and one's a snake and one's a deer and one's a like a, a dog and one's a bull and a hummingbird. And there's all these different animals and they're all one's like, an accountant named Jake from Sacramento. One's, a, <laughs> one's an accountant named Jake from Sacramento. <laughs> and, uh, they're all these really cute, amazing animals and you become really good friends with them and you get to know them really well. And there's an option for you to hug them at any time. And sometimes they don't want it, but sometimes they're like need it and you'll hug them. And there's just this really cute animation where you just like embrace each other. And then they just go like, mm. they make these really nice like hug sounds. And like, it's just the cutest heartwarming, most heartwarming thing. And then you could like, you can kneel down and hug your cat whenever you want to. And you get like all these Aww. weird, like there's just like so, so many emotional 
moments and then you like learn about these characters that you're helping to finish the do their unfinished business or whatever it is that you're doing with them and you learn like all of these incredibly heartbreaking things about the characters like what they how they died and what their lives were like before they got to this like weird middle ground afterlife place and it's like rip your heart out like like tears mm. in your eyes type shit it's like and i wasn't ready for that i wasn't ready for that i think it's a you know it's a good reminder i think i think uh, i think it's pretty obvious like why you're retreating to those type of of games and experiences i mean you were doing it with animal crossing right out of the gate yeah you know totally. these they're the antithesis to everything that we've been going through for not just escapism 2020 but everything like the last four years of of you know, civil unrest and hate and, and the discourse. And so why would you go away from the ugliness of humanity to something that is the completely opposite, cute little tiny chubby sprites in almost right. every way, shape or form that are, are just different enough, but just similar enough to remind you of the better parts of us uh, while forgetting about some of the uglier stuff that's come to the surface oh, over the totally. last few years. Totally. But it, but it's like, absolutely animal crossing was escapism and therapy and a world that like didn't have a coronavirus where nothing bad could happen and it felt really good to be there and it was therapy for a while for me and uh but then you know last of us 2 comes out and it's just like heart-wrenching horror with heartbreak and and like really like disturbing things and you're like you know, they did, They obviously didn't plan for this game to come out during a pandemic mm. when everyone's like emotionally at their lowest points or whatever, um, especially with people dying by the thousands every single day. I mean, there's a reason I haven't played it, and I think you, it might be what you're talking about. I love the first one, and I just haven't been like – I keep telling myself it's time. I'm like, I don't have the time right now. I just – it's a pretty in-depth game, and I'm not going to be able to put myself into it the way I want to. But I bet you I'm avoiding it because I know that it's going to be hard. Yeah, and you're not. That's not wrong. That's not the wrong way to do that. And and even Ghost of Tsushima, or, or I forgot how to pronounce it, but there's I heard like that's other, real hard too. And it's another heart wrenching, like fucking, yeah. like beat you up in the in the feels kind of game. And nobody knew this was gonna be happening when they were releasing all these games. Mm -hmm. And I could say the same for the people that released Spiritfarer too. But it's like, man, I, I. I I wasn't ready for the, the last of us two being so emotionally taxing on top of the emotional taxing shit we're all going through. But it, but I like, I got through it. I'm glad I did because I did, I didn't want to be left in the dust or whatever. And Joe, you can handle that. You know, you, you can totally wait a while before you can jump into a game and then enjoy it and love it and oh, have all that experience. I played Last um, of Us like four years after it came out, so right, I think right. I'll be okay. <laughs> You'll get to it, and when you do, I can't wait to talk to you about it because it is a fantastic game. But I do recommend maybe staying away from it if emotional content and hard-to-deal-with stuff is like, you know, it sounds a little bit iffy for you right now. But for Spiritfarer, it was like... I was singing its praises on Twitter as this beautiful game everybody should get. And it's just like emotional love in a video game form. But then it like really started to like get like almost like unnecessarily like heart wrenching. Uh -huh. Like um, to the point where it's like, oh, why are they doing this? They're like, hey, guys, this is working. Let's put a little bit more water in the bucket. <laughs> yeah, like we're talking about like suicide and um, 
children dying and and things real like life, that. Real life stuff, though. It sounds yeah, like... super real life stuff under the, uh, in, with coded with this beautiful animation mm-hmm. that like you feel like the family, like even your kids could enjoy. But the but it's truly like really heart wrenching stuff, and it's I'm finding it very difficult to like get enjoyment out of it at this point because it's mm. like so dark. It's just getting darker and darker. And, um, but I have to beat it cause I'm so close and I love it so much. And I was actually thinking of doing another playthrough on Twitch so that people could like watch the game too. But man, it's just so rough to get through uh, those emotional moments that maybe I'm going to skip it. I mean, it's props to them for not avoiding the harder things. I mean, totally. It sounds like a lot of, I don't know. It's mirroring a lot of the things that I've been thinking about lately. As far as life goes, we're all at that age you know, our little group and our friends and stuff. I think we're at that age where, you know, we're starting to experience that darkness a lot more. Um, sickness is becoming more prevalent in circles. Our elderly parents, our elderly mortality, family members, like death. Um, again, the current climate of, of, of the world right now. And, and uh, the track, it seems that we're going on sometimes like it's, there is darkness and, you know the the innocence of youth and the the way that we kind of uh box that darkness out when we raise our kids or when you're a kid and you're coming up um hopefully you just you, try to protect them from the yeah. bad stuff for as long as you can and and i think naturally you just do because your circles are young your circles are exciting you're learning you're going to school there's all these things and then you know life can get stagnant and then if it is a little stagnant and then all those bad things start happening then you start to realize you know all the the dark matter in the universe is a bug mm-hmm. and how prevalent it is. So I think that game that you're playing is important that that it's not avoiding it and also shining the sometimes the light has to work a little harder to shine through sometimes and sometimes I think we need to work a little bit harder to focus on that light and it's always better when you do you, you know you can you can ignore the darkness but it's eventually going to kind of cave in on itself upon you totally. and you have to hope that you have the resources and the the mental training and the heart to to still find the light in those moments and i think that's where we are as a society right now so i'm trying you know to be grateful and concentrate on being grateful and try to take care of my mind when i kind and try to focus on the good stories while not ignoring the bad things that are happening and trying to figure out ways to combat them healthily and intelligently um but yeah, it sounds like you're just you're playing a parallel track of, <laughs> of what the world is experiencing. Right yeah, now. it's not. It's just that you know it's very easy to get knocked knocked down at, like constantly um, by the by the terrible shit happening in the world, and and especially with terrible news uh, constantly being fed to us on Twitter and and. Um, you know, celebrity deaths and, and, uh, COVID deaths and, and all those things that are, um, that are just a constant barrage of like really bleak, terrible stuff. It's easy to let it just bury you deeper and deeper and deeper into the darkness. And, um, but you can't, you can't lose sight of that good stuff. Like Joe was saying, you got to hang on to the good stuff. 
Hey guys, welcome to the ad portion of the podcast. My name is Elliot Morgan and I'm here to tell you about a few different companies that are wonderful, namely Cuts. Cuts is my absolute favorite t-shirt company in the world. I love them very much. When I discovered them and put it on for the first time, I was like, there it is, finally a t-shirt that I like. Uh, and it, it makes me feel uh, comfortable and handsome because the t-shirt is a menswear staple, but it's lo- been long plagued by horrible conditions. I'm talking about shrinkage, bacon neck, color fade, parachute fit, wrinkle stretching, just to name a few. No matter how long you've settled for just basic tees, it's long enough, okay? It's time to up your game. Besides, every classic deserves a modern take. Cuts clothing has completely changed the game. Their t-shirt has enough quality and style to wear in the office, on a date, or anywhere in between. So now, you don't have to choose between a classic look and a modern feel. Again, I'm wearing it right now. It's super comfortable. I wear them all the time. They're my favorite. In 2016, Steve Borelli was struggling to find the perfect t-shirt. He wanted something that had enough quality to be worn professionally at work, yet also enough style for a night out. Remember those? No matter where you look, nothing fit the bill, so he took matters into his own hands. The result was a product you could be proud to wear anytime, anywhere, without sacrificing comfort, fit, fabric, and function. The only shirt worth wearing. Athletic, tailored-looking fit is perfect for work, date, everything in between. Pre-shrunk, wrinkle-free, retains shape over time. I can attest to that. Very true. Their custom-engineered Pika, Pika, oh, that's how you say it, Pro Fabric can be only described as buttery, Soft, isn't that cool? Um, I like my shirts to be buttery soft. It's the Steve Jobs advantage. Steve Jobs advantage. Stop spending so much time and energy picking out clothes in the morning because you can just grab one of your cut T-shirts, throw it on, and you're good to go. You're ready for anything. The simple sophistication and versatility of a cut shirt means you'll never again have to spend time thinking about what you should wear. It's the only shirt worth wearing. I think I already said that, but apparently it is worth saying twice. Once you wear a Cuts shirt, it's impossible to choose a regular t-shirt ever again. It's true, they're very addictive. That's why Cuts is the only shirt worth wearing. I had to say that again, apparently. Loved by your favorite athletes, entrepreneurs, and even podcast hosts. <laughs> it seems like everyone is wearing Cuts these days. So to get 15% off your first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash ValleyCast. 15% off your first order. If you go to Cuts.com slash ValleyCast, it's CutsClothing.com slash ValleyCast for 15% off the only shirt worth wearing wearing get 15% off your first order by going to cutsclothing.com slash valleycast Oof, good sponsors on this episode, guys. Good sponsors, okay? Next up, we have ExpressVPN. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's one of the best sponsors we have because I've used it and it saved my life so many times. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? I love how these start. You don't want random passersby looking in on you. Speak for yourself. So why would you let people look in on you when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. It makes you a pervert. (laughs) Did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. I don't like that. I don't like shopping around and feeling creeped on by the companies. ExpressVPN puts a a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can be seen by anyone. I wonder if by doing this ad, I'm gonna get ads for this. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. It works on everything, phones, laptops, and even routers. So everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me, and I know you are, and you believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com valleycast today. Use our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash valleycast, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash valleycast. And it's good for um, the things for, that you watch for entertainment, too. Bye. Ah, uh, here's another good one. Legal Zoom. 
You guys like documents? Well, I'm about to tell you about LegalZoom. Health and safety is on the top of everyone's mind right now. No matter what happens, you want to make sure your loved ones are actually protected. That's why LegalZoom continues to provide a reliable way for everyone to set up the right estate, the right estate plan without even leaving your home. You can set up your estate plan on your estate. And I know we've all been there. Uh, I've used LegalZoom before for things that I wouldn't normally consider fun that I won't necessarily go into, but suffice it to say, it's a great service and they did great and it's actually super easy and I'm a big fan. It starts with finding the answers to your questions. Do you need a last will and testament or a living trust? What about an advanced healthcare directive? And what's a power of attorney? I don't know, it scares me. Thankfully, you don't have to figure everything out on your own. LegalZoom's online resources make it easy to get started and if you need to speak to an attorney, their independent attorney network is there to guide and advise you. LegalZoom isn't a law firm, so you won't have to worry about expensive billable hours all adding up. That's nice, right? So if you guys want to use LegalZoom, you can take an important step for your family today by going to LegalZoom.com to get started on a last will, living trust, and more. And make sure you enter code VALLEYCAST at checkout for special savings. That's LegalZoom.com, code VALLEYCAST. LegalZoom, where life meets legal. Go to LegalZoom.com and enter code VALLEYCAST to get started on a last will, living trust, and more. They are wonderful. I've used them. Um... And, uh, and whatever the thing is, it just, you know, it's adult stuff and no one likes to do adult stuff. And so all of these things that we're providing here today, ad, ad read wise are for people who have a hard time being, uh, being adults. LegalZoom.com, uh, and enter code ValleyCast. Thanks. Uh, back to the show. And as it's hard as it is, sometimes you got to kind of force yourself into situations that, that you know usually make you happy even though you don't want to do them in the moment and right. honestly there's been a couple of times you guys have texted you're like we're fall guying and i'm like i don't really feel like fall guying and then i take five <laughs> minutes and i go i should fall guy just because yeah, cause that's therapy yeah and i inevitably always end up laughing i inevitably you know let things go for a moment and sure they may come back but in that moment you can breathe and in that moment yeah you can reassess. And in that moment, maybe all those scrambled synapses will kind of untangle themselves and, and you'll be in a slightly better place when you're done. So whatever your fall guys is, you know, try to find a way to plug in and play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you have to believe that you're going to like get over the hump of whatever it is that you're going through. Like I had someone hit me up on, in my DMS on Instagram and they were, they were basically telling me about how they had just broken up with their first big relationship and uh they had been together for a year and he was saying that he just didn't know if he could go on and he didn't know if if things were going to get better and he was very sad and uh i i just said to him that it's a very relatable feeling you're not alone in that feeling and that feeling everybody i know has had and i myself have had and i promise you that if you don't give up and you stay strong, then you will get over this and you will find something even better than that. Mm. And and I basically had brought up my divorce and, and, you know, maybe I got a little too personal, but I felt really connected to that person in that moment because it was a very relatable feeling. Like every breakup I've ever been through feels like the end of the world. It feels like you're never going to be better. You're never going to get better. And never, and you're never gonna have what you had that you loved so much in that moment. And you needed, 
But I honestly can say that after every breakup, after every relationship, I learned something new about myself and about the world and about people and about how people want to be treated and how people should be treated and how everybody has different ways that they want to live and be and feel and how they want to be romanticized and seduced and treated and all of those things. And it's just such a complex thing that, um, it's very hard to like make it work obviously, but you learn so much doing that. And, you know, I said, I basically was like, if, if I, if I didn't get divorced, if I stayed in my marriage, then I don't, then I don't, I can't imagine not having what I've had since making that decision. I can't imagine the, the things, not having the things that I, that I have learned and not growing into the person that I am now because of that. I can't imagine mm -hmm. that. And for better or worse, you know, who knows? But I just know that if you're in a situation where things get to a boiling point and you need to break up or you feel like you want to break up and you don't want to break up, you're scared to be alone or you feel like you're never going to get into a relationship that like that again, or you're never going to be loved or whatever. It's like, I am living proof. My friends are living proof. Like so many people are living proof of being able to get through those tough times and see a light at the end of the tunnel and know that I was like, dude, take this as an opportunity to like, fucking start working out every day and like get your health up because good health good body health physical health means equals good mental health it's all good stuff for getting the brain feeling good and and getting that gotta, depression out gotta churn up that you soup you know Stir yeah it up. and i'm like dude you're so young and like you just gotta like fucking get like not i'm not saying he wasn't healthy but i'm saying get healthier than you are get out there and start running listen to your favorite music and podcasts and just fucking walk cry do whatever you need to do right now to mourn and feel bad but then know that if you put the work into this if you if you put the work into crawling out of this hole I promise you there's sunshine outside of that. Yeah. Like, I know there is. Your and, goals um, are little blocks, and if you start with some little blocks, they can get bigger and bigger, and then you're going to stack those motherfuckers up, and then you're going to yeah. have a little tower that'll take you out of that hole totally. to the next level. And you might find new holes, and you might find um, new parts of your life, but if you're constantly finding and taking moments to look inside yourself and find those tiny little things that not self-criticize, but just what can I do to elevate myself to the next version of me? Right. What, what little goals, be them phys physical, mental, emotional, societal, professional, can I shoot for? They give you, they give you purpose and mm -hmm. purpose, having purpose. Like right now it sounds like that purpose for him was that relationship. Like he, that's how he found the, the identity. Or at least he himself. felt like that. He felt like was. that yeah. in the moment. So you find these new little tiny bits of purpose. They don't have to be life altering. They don't have to mm -hmm. be like super revolutionary, but you know, you find those little building blocks and it'll always feel like you're taking small steps forward and small steps up. And that is so, so important for the mind. And that's coming from somebody who, probably feels like those building blocks aren't there multiple times a year like oh yeah totally it it doesn't ever go away and sometimes it's harder to take those first steps um than you than you realize but once you do it uh, you're like oh okay you get that little bit of momentum and it's it's hard to stop momentum yeah and it's like clinic clinical clinical and chronic depression and clinical like all the the um the uh clinically um diagnosed 
you know, mental disorders and, and uh, depression, anxiety, all of those, those things, you know, I, I have been told by many professionals that there's no way to, like, get rid of it. You'll never get rid of, like, depression if you have chronic depression. And you'll never get rid of this anxiety if you have, like, clinical anxiety. But but if you look at it like this is this this is who i am and and a lot of these a lot of the the things that lead me to feeling hopeless um have these like massive barriers in front of them and if you can remove those barriers little by little then you can find a harmonious balance between who you have accepted yourself to be and these things that you're going to constantly deal with in your life be it anxieties or fears or whatever they are, there's ways to slowly chip away at the barriers and break through and find what's on the other side of those things. Like for me, a lot of my anxiety is control based, fear based, um, things and, you know, fear of being alone and fear of not being liked and things like that. Um, and there are tons of little things you can do to break through that giant wall of like what feels like it's the, it's the thickest wall ever that there's no way to break through, but you know, little things like taking a walk outside and, and literally taking a half hour walk a day Mm -hmm. like that, that is truly enough to make you feel better. I guarantee to you doing that every day, sticking to consistency. And it's just the bottom line is, is action, action behind behind the intention of eliminating these barriers and getting through these clouds of darkness. You just have to act on them. You just have to realize that all of this thing, all of these things take work, losing weight, you know, get cutting an addiction, um, you know, uh, stopping bad behaviors. They're all things that you can overcome with action, but you can't stop doing, you can't get out of it. If you're just stuck in a routine in a loop mm. of the same shit every single day, something has to change. You have to get out of your house. You have to go walk somewhere. You have to stop eating that bad food. You have to stop smoking. You have to stop drinking you have to stop you know all of these things like there's ways around them it just takes a lot of work like anything else does and um you know and it could be it doesn't there's no race you don't have to rush yeah you don't have to be a ripped muscle guy or girl in a month because the beach is open or whatever no you can take as much fucking time as you need just take that first step take just take the first step i promise you just a little tiny thing will help so much Yep, and it's just as it's simple as you said. It's maybe not not about just stopping things, but it's just about doing something different. The yeah, routine, starting a new thing. Yeah. yeah, the routine in which you're in is obviously a routine that is not helping you the way that it should. So maybe just try altering it a little bit because that little that looks like you're in space floating, right? And you're just going the direction. But if some little pea-sized fucking thing just comes floating along and just bounces off of you, that little bounce is enough to just slightly alter your trajectory. And that small little nudge could be the difference from freaking falling into a dying star or, you know, going and finding a nice little gravity around a, uh, a new planet with three moons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Joining a cluster and creating a new thing together or whatever. But, um, so play fall guys is what we're saying. Play fall guys. Look, (laughs) escape, 
escape your current prison of hardship and stress and anxiety and try something different. Just try something different. Mm-hmm. If you feel like your comfort is sitting in front of the TV and binging Netflix and then when you're done you feel awful and useless and feel like you didn't do anything and you feel gross, then don't do that tomorrow. Like if you did it today, that's fine. But don't do that tomorrow. Tomorrow do something different. Tomorrow clean your room or clean uh-huh. your bathroom or vacuum. Do something draw. Grab a pad of paper, go out to a park with your mask, stay away from people and literally just draw a tree. Look at a tree in front of you and draw mm. it. Just do something that breaks your routine and I guarantee to you if you stick to that, you're going to find positive change and positive mental health increasing in your life. Yeah, just little little incremental nudges on yourself. Yeah, baby steps. Like, baby uh, steps, what baby. about Bob? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a movie. Anyway, uh, all oh, right, we got really preachy here. But is there anything? Uh, you, anything else I don't think it, I don't think it was preachy. I think it was good. I think it's um, you know we're, we're celebrating we're, things that we're we like. The good word. Celebrating things that we like. Which segue? Yeah, dude. Oh Bill and yeah, Ted. great, Bill and perfect, Ted. perfect segue. Face the music, my friend. Wow. That that movie, spoilers for Bill and Ted Three from here on out. So if you haven't seen it, please come watch it. Don't don't just stop the podcast and not come back. It's okay if you don't come back, but watch fucking Bill and Ted Three. It's and so then much come fun. Back. Literally pause the pause the podcast. Go watch Bill and Ted Three. Face the music and then come back because uh, <laughs> man, that thing could have gone wrong in so many ways, and it could have just yeah. been. Another one of those fucking sequels that just doesn't work and a plethora of fucking sequels that don't work 20, 30 years later when everyone's too old and it's awkward and no mm-hmm. one can do the same shit. And, um, but fuck, they just nailed it. The characters are, it's just, the it's, it's, and Brett said this and maybe it was Matt. I don't know. One of the guys said it while we were doing our Fall Guys shit, but it's like, it's truly a sequel to Bogus Journey. Like yeah. it's a sequel to Bogus Journey. All the yeah. characters are back. They mention Bogus Journey. They mention Excellent Adventure, and they do yeah. it in a way that isn't fan servicey and forced. They earned every fucking second of it, and it just fucking works. And I was worried it wasn't going to be funny, and I was worried it was going to be awkward and cringy. And it's just like the exact opposite. It's just like wholesome fun. Turn your brain off. Enjoy uh-huh. Keanu Reeves doing the dude shit again for one last time, and mm-hmm. and and enjoy Alex Winter absolutely stealing dude. every scene he's dude. in. Okay, so tonally, tonally, the movie is exactly what we all need right now. The the yes. movie is about love. It's about acceptance. It's about bettering yourself. Community. It's and about getting, yeah. family. It's about the not only your 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 inner family your your. You're the one you're in your house with, the one you've grown up with. It's just mm-hmm. the family of the universe and how yes. we're inter- interconnected, and it's and it's great. Um, Alex Winter, though, um, Steve is right. Uh, I, Keanu Reeves is great in it. Don't get me wrong; I'm not taking anything from Keanu, but Alex Winter upstages <laughs> everybody, and his presence in the movie is amazing and and youthful. Like yeah. Keanu does like, feel he, a little old to me in it. Yeah, but Alex I, Winter seems like he didn't age in his soul. <laughs> didn't didn't miss a beat. He doesn't have any of that like <laughs> that that age comedic slowness. And Keanu did great, but Alex was just like 
Next yeah, level. It's not like it's not like when you watch Pee Wee in the new Pee Wee Herman Netflix movie. Yeah. You're like someone's tired and needs to go rest for a little bit. I thought Keanu <laughs> was a little tired, but Alex was not. <laughs> I, I'm surprised at how le- how little Keanu a- added to the overall experience. Like I feel like he's the one that brings you in because if you're not Keanu. a huge Bill and Ted fan, because he's fucking Keanu and he's amazing and he's a legend and I love him. But it's like any scene he's in, you're either completely mesmerized by Alex Winter or someone else. And and, <laughs> and, and he's just there to add like a moment or to be, because be, like anytime he meets like a future version of himself or or like that anytime he gets to that, play a character, oh my God. it's it's gold. It's so good. Yeah. And, and he's he's so good. But fuck, dude. But you knew Alex Winter. Like, Alex Winter always had it. Even in Bogus Journey, like, he played the old lady. He played the old... He played his grandma in Bogus (laughs) Journey. And he's just like... Dude, you put him in prosthetics and he completely changes into, like, whatever character that is. The dude just has it. Like, he has the it factor. He can do it. It just sucks he's not in more shit. Because he's he's, so good. And he's a director now, too. He just did that documentary on, um, one, he did the Smosh movie back in the day, but he also did. Yes, he did direct the Smosh uh, movie. He did the uh, documentary um, Child Stars that just recently came out on, I think, HBO. Oh, shit. Really? I need to watch that. And because he was one of them and he had his success and then he was like, I'm out. He had to, like, go take care of himself. And then he came back to Hollywood and now has done this movie, which, again, is so much dumb fun is it i like it's not perfect it's not perfect we're not saying this is a perfect movie and bogus journey is still the best of the trilogy i think (laughs) yeah i don't think this is usurping probably either of the other two for me but in a package with the other two it makes me so happy and tells a complete story and i would get that trilogy box set to get all three of these together 100 Um, i have a uh Arrow films, I think. Is it Arrow or fuck? I can't remember. Someone, I have. I'm looking at it, but it's too far away. But they released a Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures, like box set, and it has both movies and it has like a bunch of the animated series or something in oh, it. Oh, cool! And I was like, this is the definitive Bill and Tell. Bill, Bill and Tell. <laughs> this is the adventure. <laughs> Billiam Tell. He shot the apple off. The Billiam Tell overture. This is the definitive Bill and Ted edition. I just didn't think we'd see a third one ever. I'm so happy. Yeah. I'll and, gladly uh, buy the trilogy set when it's, when it's ready. The casting was great. You know, a lot of it was all the previous castings from before, but the the girls that were the daughters, the one that they cast, I, apologies, I don't have her name, and I should just Google it in front of me. Here, I'm I'll not look going it up. To. Uh, the one that was Keanu Reeves' daughter, holy crap. Yeah. She, na- she nailed everything that you think maybe Keanu lost Bridget from the character. Bridget Lundy Payne, who, who is, oh. identifies as a they. Oh, they. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Non-binary. Everything that they, you them. thought... Keanu may have lost in reprising the role they picked it up perfectly 100% like the the oh my gosh the mannerisms the tone killed it they killed it they killed it like so you, like so much you, fun I, like I don't know just watch it just fucking watch it like I, <laughs> everybody's so good uh like uh, Anthony Kerrigan, who was holy, in Barry, he holy <laughs> crap, dude. When when the when okay, so he plays this robot and future and, bot, and, 
future bot that's like hunting Bill and Ted. And when you see it, you're like, okay, this is just gonna be another one of those like destroy, like like mindless villain type things. But it like instantly he he instantly has like a comedic like timing and and so mm-hmm. Alana and I were like at first I wasn't sure if it was funny because I was just like like what's what going they, on what, what are they it's going a little off footing <laughs> yeah because I've never seen a robot just be like a guy like they've never yeah. had a robot like a full fucking robot be a guy and uh, Alana and I were like what the fuck and we were laughing so hard and I was like who the fuck is who's the, who's playing that. Mm-hmm. Who is that? And we paused it, and I looked on IMDb, and I almost shit myself because it's Anthony Kerrigan from Barry. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's magical. He's just magical. magical, dude. It's a perfect way to to describe it. There was two things that made me laugh out loud in this movie. Like, it's not a laugh out loud romp from start to finish, but there's a lot of laugh out mo- out loud moments. It's a feel good romp from start to finish. Right. Um, but laugh out loud, Anthony Kerrigan as as the robot who. He he doesn't quite start off what what Steve is saying, which is having these human mannerisms, uh, and he does kind of start off as like shoot, kill, robot, I guess that's future. True. Yeah, he does he, start off that way. <laughs> he learns the mannerisms as he picks up what can only be described as as human regret. <laughs> Yeah, like he starts to accidentally just murder people, and then he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh I, I, I didn't mean to do that." Yeah, he <laughs> realized so the folly well. of his ways so immediately. Dude, you know what? It, what his performance kind of reminds me of in a little in a, in a way. The guy that directed this movie, um, let me find his his name really quick. Um, this motherfucker's name hang on i'll type in imdb well you keep doing that and then the other thing that made me laugh really hard aside from him was anytime keanu reeves was getting in an altercation with a another keanu reeves from a different timeline like that shit just cracked me up i don't know why oh yeah i don't know why but like they had such animosity towards each other well the best part about it is is that like you're getting like I was talking to Brett about this the other day. You're getting like two movies in one and you're also getting it in a way that's like not it doesn't feel bloated. Like they could have they could have done this so wrong. They could have done this wrong in a lot of ways. They did it but somehow it works. It just works. Like you've got the movie of Bill and Ted's daughters having their own excellent adventure and then you have the movie of Bill and Ted older having a new adventure and those two movies combine really well. Like it just works. And yeah. um, the guy that directed it, Dean Parasot directed um, galaxy quest. Oh yeah. I mean, come on, which is like a fucking classic. I mean, galaxy quest is so good. It's a perfect and movie. It's a perfect movie. And the guy, um, what's his name? Uh, Kerrigan, uh, uh Anthony uh, Kerrigan. Anthony Kerrigan. Anthony Kerrigan's performance as Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also <laughs> figures out his name as he figures out regret. He, well, he's like, he, he, he at one point he's like, in, he, I think it's like he goes to hell with Bill and Ted, and then and then they're like, why the hell are you in hell? Like, how did a robot get to hell? And Even like, the demons are like, what the what the fuck? Yeah, like, how did he get here? <laughs> and oh, then, uh, man. It's so funny, but I love when he's like, he's like, oh, 
I have a name. I have a name. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, what is it? What's and he's your name? Like, Dennis. And they're like, <laughs> cool. Okay. And then they turn around and start walking away. And he's like, Caleb. Dennis Caleb. Dennis McCoy. Caleb McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the rest of the movie, he's just like, my name is Dennis <laughs> Caleb McCoy. <laughs> So funny. So fucking good. But that character reminded me of, do you remember Tony Shalhoub in Galaxy Quest? Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like this like super, his character seems out of place. Like he's this total stoner kind of guy. But but he's like so out of place and so normal and so dude-like in this like big epic sci-fi movie. I feel like Tony Shalhoub's performance is comparable to Anthony Kerrigan's. Not in like, not like they're doing the same performance, but they're both doing similar things where they're like, where they're they're like they're plucked from a different movie and then put into this like big epic mm-hmm. thing, and then they're like, let's just see how this works, and it could go completely wrong, but it doesn't. It's perfect. Yeah, it, um, it, God, he's the highlight for sure. Um, yeah, uh, right next to the highlight that is getting to see these characters uh, interact again and and not have it crash and burn like you were saying. Now to not just be total fanboys, I will say. Uh, like we said, it wasn't perfect, and no, it's not a huge criticism. But like, like Steve said, there's all these storylines going on at once, and they're all good. The best one is easily Bill and Ted, and you want to stay with sure. that as much as you can. And maybe sure. it gets shorted just a little bit because of the other things. There's the the daughters, and I do think oh, the yeah. daughters' timeline and story it's fun and it's cool getting to see the time traveling and. and but if that was of, the movie, there's no way that would work. If it didn't well, have no. the Bill and Ted stuff, yeah. No, and I think there the humor of that side of the storyline definitely went into the the things that Bill and Ted were going with. Like this sure. almost seemed like more story functioning than anything else. And yeah. maybe it wasn't as meaty as the other things. And then there's just this totally third stripped from the bone. <laughs> like the wives are going on their journey, which maybe in a three or four hour movie, maybe that's <laughs> what the original script was. Yeah. Like they had this really juicy, maybe there's going to be a side television show narrative that would have been really fun because or like trying... a sequel about them or something. Yeah, because I'd actually watch that. Would you watch uh, like totally. a three part miniseries of the wives jumping through time trying to totally. find the best version of their husbands that they could live with? <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That concept especially, is funny, especially with um, what's her name? Damn it, what is her name? Let me see. I'm gonna find her in the IMDb. Big Eyes from Glee. Aaron Hayes. Is that Big Eyes from Glee? Yeah, she she and she was like in a bunch of stuff. Children's Hospital. Uh, I don't know if she's in Glee, but she was in the Children's redhead. Hospital. The redhead's from Glee. That's the one that I knew. I didn't know the other one. Yeah, I think that's the, who you're talking about. Oh yeah, I wasn't sure about the other one, but uh, oh, J- Jama or Jama Mays. Yeah, 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 she's from Glee. Yep. Um, yeah, no, the other girl was from Children's Hospital, and uh, and then Medical Police, which is on Netflix, which is mm-hmm. just fine. But but she's great. I love seeing her. So yeah, I would totally watch her reprise that that yeah. role. I wish we could have got more. I, maybe not in this movie, but like those two actresses are, are so funny and so talented and so capable that I think they could take a crazy like Doctor Who going to multiple universes to find out totally. which Bill and Ted they're happy with. What a totally. fun show. And also, Beck Bennett was like, why are you in this? And uh, William Sadler <laughs> did great. Kristen yeah. Shaw was also, I feel like, not super used to her potential. I love that they had Missy in it and uh, mm-hmm. and Ted's dad, who passed away shortly after they yeah, was, were done filming. Yeah, this was his last thing, I think, right? Um, 
Yeah, and what a wonderful cameo from George Carlin. They did they did a really respectful George Carlin cameo, Dude, which I really loved. I'm at a point right now emotionally that it doesn't take much to get me to like <laughs> I know to well up. Like I'm finding myself constantly on the verge of tears every day. I'm like, there's an extra Coke in the fridge. <laughs> I didn't think there was another Coke. <sighs> and it's one of the baby size ones, the baby Coke. Oh God! Why didn't we have those when I was a kid? We only had Where, the big Coke. This is the perfect the baby Coke. Mom and Dad. Ah! Well, who's gonna? Where's the baby coats, Mom and Dad? Did I drink the Mom and Dad? <laughs> and then uh, Hayden walks in with a full size coke, and you're like, ah! <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, no, totally. That I, that moment was like tears, and then there, dude, there were moments where I was just like fully crying. I was just like, oh, this is beautiful. What a beautiful moment. Like Alana was like tears rolling down her face the message of the movie is great and it's, it's what we so need to good. hear right now it's whether it's over the top and uh not real like not based in reality i don't care i don't care i want to see and hear more things about us coming together and loving yeah. each other and how that's the solution and not the fucking problem you know yeah, what I, mean? and I think there's a way to do that like they totally did they basically made a family movie with like not even one curse word in it. No. And somehow it's didn't matter and wasn't overtly made for families. And it's just like it's 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 like a movie for us and for fans of Bill and Ted that just so happens to also work really well as a family movie. Yeah. Which I wouldn't say Bogus Journey does, but maybe Excellent Adventure a little bit. Maybe. Bogus yeah, Journey I, gets a little scary, but this one never got scary. It never got like inappropriate. Mm. It never watched it with it just like my daughter and perfect. my son. It wasn't cringy. It wasn't like oh, they neutered Bill and Ted. No, no. It was. It's just. It's just really well done. Just yeah. see it. Damn it. It's it's fun and it's feel good. And I think that's something that all of our hearts and minds need right now. Whether or not you're a fan of the the, the stuff previously, and you may not end up liking the movie, but again, you can't argue with the message. You can't argue with no. Uh, just coming together. The fun, that one last little point that uh, a detail that I really loved is that in the beginning when they're when they're playing the wedding, and uh. they have the weight, the stress that they're supposed to be the two that are to create this song that brings humanity together, and they still haven't yet, and that's their whole narrative. So they think every time that they play a new song, that's going to be the song, and they've so contrived the message of needing to bring the world together through their song that when they play that song, they're using an instrument from every single different culture. Did you notice oh, that? Oh shit. I didn't notice that. Did you, that's why there's a bagpipe. And, <laughs> that's <laughs> and so cool. Those drums. Like, it's so funny. I was like, they're just doing it from every culture and they think that's the thing that's going to be the thing. <laughs> I fucking love it. And I love that. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, they're great. They're great. I love how like, innocently stupid they are and i remember thinking like watching the movie too that like the whole world and the whole future is counting on them to do the right thing but they're so stupid so you're like yikes are these guys gonna be able to do it but the point is is that at this point it's like their stupidity is what gets them to like win their stupidity is what leads them to the to saving the world somehow because it's so innocent and it's so mm -hmm. 
it's so done from a like we're so we're so tied up with like overthinking and analyzing and trying to make things make sense in our heads before we even act on them and they're like the first thought in their head is what they act on <laughs> yeah and it and they're so innocent that the first thing that they do is is really what propels them that's to so do funny. the right thing and yeah. i love that i love yeah. it so it's innocent stupidity but the stupidity is good you know like it ends up working oh yeah and it's 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 innocent stupidity as well which is another fun juxtaposition with the girls right the girls play the mannerisms um again specifically oh, so well uh, uh sorry the girl. uh hang on uh the, damn it bridget bridget i think her, yeah yeah hit their, me with the name, names, their name their name is bridget yeah bridget and what was the other young lady's uh, name oh samara samara weaving samara. so she and they sorry i apologize if i've been bridget and samara ob- ob- obliterating pronouns i'm not meaning to but bridget <laughs> we're, and Sam- we're doing our best we're old bridget <laughs> and samara they they picked up the mannerisms and they are they sound like they might be stupid but they're not they're little geniuses yeah and, but they're exactly like bill and ted but, but geniuses. they're geniuses yeah <laughs> i mean you don't really realize it at first but then you're like oh bill and ted act with this innocent like first thing that comes to their mind they act very quickly but it's analytical and it's from a good place in their heart and it, right. and they're they're just like they're like encyclopedias of music knowledge. <laughs> yeah, and they're and it but to the point where it's like, "Oh, I knew people like that in high school basically uh, who were like super obsessed with music to the point where they knew like lin- liner notes like shit from like way old school albums and stuff." And it was like at first, you're like, oh, that's a cute thing. In the movie, you're like, that's a cute thing they do. But it ended up being like the reason why it the mo- like the things work in the end without spoiling the big, mm. big reveal. But um, but yeah, it's just great. And by the way, while we were talking, I looked up that you can buy an officially licensed, full-sized, working Bill & Ted phone booth that has the time circuits at the top and or the the like the little like the the like umbrella wires yeah. basically at the top the weather vane the weather vane and it has uh, a bunch of fucking lights and sounds and it actually works as a phone and it could be yours for $8,495 okay we'll get one for the office we'll get two for Let's, the office i think we should get two for the office one we yeah. use and one we just never go in <laughs> 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 but uh, uh super rad anyway all right well what a great time this is a great show good. joe what a great this podcast felt, this felt great i think we went up and down and left and right and i really appreciated the conversation so i thank thee me too i thank you too joe it's always a great time and of course we'll be back with the three of us assembled once again soon if you're listening to this on the wednesday it drops or the monday or the tuesday on patreon uh stay tuned we have some tv movie mo- game coming out yeah. thursday and friday this is uh, a little iteration, a little spin on movie, movie game, and we got some great guests. We got some, uh, we got some old school, very talented internet friends that I think you'll be excited to see. Love yeah. it, love it, love it, love, it. love a good tease. Yeah. So once again, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you to the patrons, and if you want to consider becoming one and supporting this endeavor, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/TheValleyFolk, and also. Uh, YouTube.com slash The Valley Folk is where we post our main shows and stuff like that. But there's also another channel called YouTube.com slash The Valley Cast, which has 
a bunch of different things like Elliot's podcast, The Fundamentalists. Just posted one yesterday, I think. Yep. Just posted one yesterday. And The First Time Show, which I just posted this morning. We're watching Lovecraft Country with Brett Register and Alana Fickus with special guests. And uh, the latest episode is up, and I love the show. I love it so much. We're watching it episode to episode, reviewing each one. So if you want to watch... Lovecraft Country, which you absolutely should if you're not watching that, and then watch along with us on the first time show. You can go to youtube.com slash thevalleycast to check out the video version, or you could just listen to it in this very feed that you're hearing the audio version of this podcast on, wherever you get podcasts, on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is that you get your podcasts, you can get the Valleycast and the first time show and the fundamentalists all in the same feed. What a time. What a time to be alive. And Steve, I'm going to end you with this little gold nugget that was just sent to my phone. Okay. You ready? It's going to make you okay. very happy. Okay. I love it. I love being uh, happy. Elliot's doing the ad reads for us right now. Wow. What a sweet hey. angel. <laughs> wow. I love that. Teams so working we together. We're all working together. The band's back together, guys. We're back together. All right, all right guys. Well, Have a great thanks. week. Thank you, guys. Goodbye. Bye-bye.